Hey guys, Frank here. Just wanted to step in and, and talk with you for a moment before we get started. First of all, we recorded this on a remote location, so we do have a little bit of the sound of us holding the mic, maybe some echo, so just heads up on that. Uh, the next thing, the exciting news, is we are going to be at Sacramento Comic Con this year, March 22nd. We're going to have a booth over there. Please come on by and join us. We're going to be having some contests and fun games going on, some Q&As and stuff, uh, and just playing games all the time. There's also going to be two artists there, El Garza, who worked on Batgirl, Supergirl, Teen Titans. He also did the Super Sun series. I really enjoy that series. I'm going to have him be uh, signing, autographing those for me. Uh, next up, we have Alex Suvaka is going to be there, and uh, Saviak, and uh, he did Green Lantern, Flash, and Spider-Man. Uh, so, so, so big names. And of course us, there's going to be geek freaks together, guys. You guys can hang out with us, get on the podcast and uh, we'll just socialize and bullshit. That's the best part. All right. Hope to see you guys there. Talk to you later. And I hope you enjoy the show. Hey everybody. And welcome to geek freaks. I am Frank and I'm with squeaks squeaks. We're putting this up on YouTube. So there's a yes. camera there for YouTube. Uh, today we're going to be going over some news. We're going to do a Picard, a quick Picard review. Yes. yes. And then we're going to follow up with our comic book club finally for flashpoint. So that'd be pretty great. Uh, what have you been playing lately? Uh, playing shoot. Um, actually, Pokemon still. Pokemon? I don't know if I said this on the last uh last time we got so. together, but um, got all my gym badges now. Yeah. And uh, now I'm just trying to beat, yeah, beat Leon. Okay. Yep. You're getting up yep. there. Yeah, I am. I am. To show you next the way. Next battle. Next battle. Watch. I'm gonna yeah. come. I'm gonna come sharp. I'll bring my switch some point or whatever. We'll fight online. Yeah. I'll to, yeah. I'll show you how it's done. It's been a bit since I played. Mm-hmm. Playing Overwatch and. uh Jalen's thinking about playing some Red Dead Redemption, so now I'm like, oh, oh my god, <laughs> I'll play it again just so I can like talk oh. to you about it. Uh, but yeah, so that's pretty much it. And then I'm watching Magicians. Have you ever seen Magicians on Sci-Fi mm. Channel? No. It's to be honest, with you, terribly written, terribly acted, a really bad show. But I'm three seasons in now, mm. and so it's kind of like I might as well just wrap this up. Mm. But it's, is the overall premise pretty good to keep you in it? Or uh, think of this just... way: think of it like as a young adult version of Harry Potter. Okay. So, like, if you think of like the the emotional drama behind like Hunger Games or Divergent, okay, okay. but put that in a Harry Potter world where they go to a college about magic, and then it, it like that's like the first half of the first season, but mm-hmm. then like just like reminds me of Sword Art Online, where all of a sudden like what's going on that yeah. happens to where now they're like trying to save magic. There's this place called Fillory, which those are all my favorite storylines. They're all Fillory ones, where like magic is started and it's this like medieval world that's mm-hmm. floating and there's like multiple dimensions. Mm-hmm. It's nuts. And sometimes yeah. it actually is good, but most of the time I'm like, this is so stupid. Why do I still watch this? Yeah. Um, I mean, after, I mean, you explaining about it, it sucks to hear that you don't like it. I, <laughs> it seems well, pretty well, it's, it's really, I, I, I do like it. Mm. I enjoy watching it, but I recognize how bad it is. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's like Arrowverse and the fact that like, you know, like I know Arrowverse is a lot of drama, but this is worse than that. Okay. So, but I still, I do enjoy the show. Okay. Yeah. All right. So uh, we'll start off with. I, I hate to even talk about this because it's been drama and rumors back and forth, yeah, but I, I have really. all the rumors backed up here. So uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, the series, it's mm-hmm. still coming on time. That's our, that's the main thing I want to make sure we wrap up on this thing. Uh, have you been hearing about all this drama? I've only heard bad things about, um, last thing I heard was cancellations, and then I thought it was being delayed, but it's on time now. So it is being delayed production-wise, but they okay. said that the final date is still going to be on time. Okay, okay. okay. So I'll break down exactly what happened. First word came out that the series was canceled through a sor- uh, two sources for Collider. Uh, Collider's a good website. You're the one that showed me up on mm-hmm. those. Got me on Collider. I love them. Uh, then a clarification came through those two sources saying that it wasn't canceled. It was being delayed. That the crew over in Pinewood Studios, that's over in like UK, got mm-hmm. sent home. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, and then Collider and IGN reported that Lucasfilm president Kathleen Kennedy 
uh, wasn't happy with the script. See, okay, I thought Lucas himself wasn't happy with the script too, but is that? I, mean, I don't he's, think they I even, don't know if he's ever happy. With I don't think they ever. Right, uh, yeah, 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 exactly. So. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they ask him anymore. But um, yeah, because I don't think he knew anything about Mandalorian until like the premiere. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. He's just the face right now. He is. Yeah. Um. Uh, and yeah. then many rumors have swirled through uh, THR, which is the Hollywood Reporter. Uh, they were saying that there was two scripts, only only two scripts completed. Although Kathleen at D23 said, oh, yeah, we have everything already written. So there's some mm. like, eh, she was lying the whole time. So there's yeah. some drama behind that. Mm. And uh, and rumors, or and then IGN reported that the reason the scripts were disliked is because they were too close to the Mandalorian. Which I'm kind of thinking that's awesome, actually. Because a Mandalorian type movie basically where the old man's taking care of somebody young yeah through obi-wan kenobi would be interesting would we get a little luke that he's well, watching before luke is old yeah enough you to see know? how well mandalorian's receiving reviews from everyone yeah but i wonder what the the obi-wan version of that is i'm mm. thinking it's that phase of him like bringing like trying to get luke skywalker to tatooine while they're still being hunted well okay i this this is not taking place after this is from between three and four correct correct okay Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, so there was a point where they split the two kids yeah, up. But then wouldn't Okay, okay. Got it. Got and it. so maybe it could have been like him becoming old Ben. Storylines. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Because so, yeah. all we know is that he oh yeah, they got the Tatooine, okay. But if you're thinking about it, at that moment, they're being hunted. So yeah. there could be a whole yeah. story of them on the road trying to like find a safety and he realizes like, Oh, I should take him to his uncle and aunt. Yeah, got it. Yeah. Uh, and then, so, yeah, so, but Obi-Wan himself, uh, Ian McGregor came out and said he told IGN during a Birds of Prey interview, which I'm not even excited for Birds of Prey. Which, why during a Birds of Prey interview? Because he's the villain in Birds of Prey. Get the fuck out of here. No. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even recognize that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like mind blown right now. Yeah. Yeah. He's the bad guy. <laughs> oh, shit. Son of yeah. a bitch. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> he says that they're still all expected to, to come out with, come it out. It's still expected for the unannounced release date. So we don't yeah. know the release date, but behind the scenes, what yeah. they expect for it to come out. The uh, shooting was going to be in August. No, yeah, August. And now it's going to be in January. That's the only change. But that's like a lot of months to push it off. It's like four months. Yeah. It's a little weird that that's yeah. okay still. No. Yeah, something's, they're just not saying. They're keeping it hidden like uh, Kathleen, right? Yeah. They're just lying about other but stuff the thing before. With, There's the no thing way. With, with McGregor coming out and saying that is he could be a little bit more open about it. You know what I'm saying? The mm. actors to me, I feel like don't care. <laughs> so mm. they're going to spill the beans. Like when you, you know, Hulk and stuff like that does it all the yeah. time. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I'm hoping, I'm hoping this doesn't mess up everything. It seems like a slam dunk, easy script to write. Because I think we already know what's expected. You were talking about yeah. of what storyline it should take place. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what their issue is right now. If they're doing a full new script, I'd be happy with them kind of tying in with the Mandalorian a little bit because uh, in Clone Wars, Obi-Wan Kenobi's relationship with the Mandalorians is fascinating. Mm. And so I wouldn't mind him like helping out, helping the Mandalores find their, their home. I mean, why not? This is safe. Disney Plus, right? Yeah. So why not keep it together? Kind of like when Marvel was on Netflix and you saw Iron Fist Connected and Daredevil. Yeah. Well, even even if like, okay, you know how those ones are hiding in the, the Mandalorians are hiding in that like sewer or whatever. whatever. Mm-hmm. What if... McGregor's or Obi-Wan Kenobi's one that found them a place to stay or something like that. Or he's the one that kind of gathered them together to become a clan. Yeah. They could well, really kind of yeah. set up a little prequel yeah. to Mandalorian. Yeah. Hmm. Might as well. Backing up real quick. You said you're not excited for Birds of Prey. Why? Well, I mean, it's just, it feels like Suicide Squad. The way they're yeah. like, 
look how punky and edgy we are. It's yeah. so cool. And I'm just like, no, don't. Yeah. Don't suck. <laughs> I was, uh, I'm kind of being scared now, too. Why is I think, that? I think it might suck, too. Just from seeing more trailers. And I don't, I don't, I'm not, I'm not digging some of the characters. Um, maybe visually, they, the, because they all look punk, like Black Canary. Yeah. Like, too much so. That looks way not like, I mean, it's Hollywood. They always change the superheroes, whatever. Yeah. But it looks like so not Black Canary, like we know. Well, Black Canary um, from the Arrowverse is kind of like really subtle, but mm-hmm. really awesome still, you know? Yeah. Like, use one of those Black Canaries. Yeah, I don't know. I, it does feel like all these good characters, well, I'm saying Black Canary, uh, heroes are now Huntress just like, like a that, yeah. punk rock villain. Work, yeah, they're trying to be Harley too Quinn. punkish, it feels like. Yeah, because really, um, Birds of Prey, it's not even have to do with Harley Quinn, right? Originally? Uh, I, I don't I think, think it, she's in it. You know what? Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I think it was more like a bad girl, bad woman. You're right. Black Canary, like like yeah. superheroes, and then they bring Harley Quinn into this one, and it's like, well, what's going on now? I don't know, man. I, it really worries me. Yeah, we'll have to see. I hope it's good though. Of course, yeah. I, I, I yeah. want DC to do good. Yeah, you know, so um, especially with Wonder Woman coming up, and Wonder Woman, I'm very excited for. I am a little nervous with the villain, but. Uh, Cheetah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think she'll be all right. I wonder how they'll do her. Yeah. We'll see. I see her just in cheetah print outfits. I'm like, oh, that's Cheetah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. She's got like pajita pajamas. Cheetah pajamas. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. All right, next up, Bambi's getting a live action remake. (laughs) Are you hyped for this? Not at all. It's so dumb. Oh, my gosh. Basically being done the same way Lion King was done. It's got that photorealistic background CGI character. Yeah. So, so yeah, we won't have any emotions from from Bambi. (laughs) That's the way it worked in the last one. Uh, this is going to uh, be yeah. Uh, facial expressions, right? Yeah. This is being produced by Depth and Field Studio, being led by Andrew uh, Miano and then Chris and Paul uh, Whites. Uh, the writers are Lindsay Beer, uh, who did The Magic Order, and then Geneva Robert Dowett, that did Captain Marvel. So, how did you like the writing of Captain Marvel, and how would you like to see that writer take on a new story? Well, there were some parts with um, Captain Marvel that I didn't like when it comes to like her best friend and be like, Oh, Hey, I'm back. Oh, you're going to go to space with me. Oh, sure. Why not? Yeah. That's stupid. But Could I thought be a little bit too fast or just like, I don't know if I just came to you from space and I'm like, Hey, you want to go? To, well, you probably would go to space with me. I mean, let's I don't know. It just out. doesn't seem right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. I'm a, I don't hate Captain Marvel's script. I hate some of the acting. But. See my, the thing I'm concerned about when I was seeing that is, is Captain Marvel had a ton to tell in a short amount of time. So they went mm-hmm. fast, but Bambi, there's not a lot of story there, right? It's been so long since I've seen Bambi. No, but it's like an hour and a half movie. But cartoon. it's mostly about him like discovering the forest, if I remember correctly, by himself, uh, the flower yeah, and old... Thumper. Yeah, mother dies, and Thor, dad, whatever, and uh, shit. What happens afterwards? I know, right? Damn, now you're making me think. All about I can think about is him on the ice. Is it just him living in the forest then by himself, kind of in a way? What a weird movie that'll be. Uh, so Some so bitch. I think they're going to actually write a story for Bambi if there isn't much of one. I mean, I, mean, I know this, there's like his dad have and like to be, yeah. learning to become the new yeah. head buck or whatever. Uh, maybe if they come up with something interesting. Yeah. Just a bunch of hunters hunting him down. Yeah. Too. It would be kind of nice following Lion King, which stuck so closely to the script that it was almost like, well, I feel a little bit cheated. I don't know. Yeah. We can't be happy is a thing. You yeah. Know? Uh, but yeah, Depth and Field Studio. Uh, is also working on the live-action Pinocchio. This is a new studio, by the way, corrected, uh, created essentially for these movies. Um, but they're, they're also working on the Pinocchio story. And I love Pinocchio, so I'm, I'm happy for that. Like yeah, that's story. awesome. I'm down for Pinocchio. You don't even have to change the script on that one. It no. would be nice to see a little twist like they did with Beauty and the Beast and Cinderella. Not yeah. so much keeping it right on the script like Lion King. Stick uh, to the sure. original Pinocchio story, which is a little bit different than the animated one. And I like to see more of like the uh, 
donkey guy. I can't remember his name. Like the guy who was actually like tricking all the donkeys. The, oh. Or the, the kids into donkeys. Like the villain, right? Yeah, one tricking of. There's the, like a few villains in yeah. that story. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, I like Pinocchio. Though. It's going to be interesting. That's, yeah. a, that's a good one. Yeah. You know who I think would do a really good Pinocchio? Tim Burton. No. no, you don't like that idea. I hate everything Tim Burton does now. Are you serious? Yeah. What's the last thing that he's done? Well, great. Okay, I'll give you that. Give me, <laughs> give me earlier Tim Burton where he was earlier okay Tim with Burton being dark. Everything to me. Not with like, oh, instead of going dark, I'll just go with a lot of colors. You know? Yeah, because what he does, he tries to make a Alice in Wonderland, say Alice in Wonderland, dark. Yeah. But it just looks stupid and yeah. corny. And Alice cheesy. in Wonderland's the example I'm thinking of where it's like, oh, okay, just every color on the rainbow on yeah. one shot. That's yeah. weird. But it still tries to be scary. But if you could just do. Um, Edward Scissorhands or yeah. um, mixed with, uh, I like Frankenweenie and mm-hmm. some of his claymations like Nightmare. Maybe the team that did, uh, what's that one called? Uh, series of Unfortunate Events, the series. Oh, shit. That's a good team right there. They're yeah. like Tim Burton before yeah. he became a mess. Damn, I love that series. Cool. And we don't, we don't need, we don't need uh, Captain Sparrow in there. Yeah. <laughs> so we're okay. All right, uh, next up, the new Witcher anime coming to Netflix. This yeah, is going to be yeah. an anime movie coming up. <laughs> Uh, this film is going to be called The Witcher, Nightmare of the Wolf. So, Nightmare of the Wolf, okay, so uh, we know that he's considered the White Wolf. Mm-hmm. I wonder if this will be kind of the story of them being invaded and the destruction mm-hmm. of their, like, training facility. Because I'd like to see that story. Yeah. What I like it that if that if that's the case and how dark they can go, and because they can do anything that's animated. Oh, yeah. So, sure. they can make this, uh, which actually make this as good as Castlevania because I'm a huge Castlevania fan when it comes yeah. to Netflix and their animation or their anime. Uh, so that's what I'm comparing it to and that's what's getting me really excited about this one. Yeah. I like Voltron too that oh, okay. Netflix does and yeah. this is the same team that does the Voltron animation. Okay. okay. So I'm hoping that you know they'll, they'll kind of lean into that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, this is by the Kore- uh, Korean animation house Studio Mer. So they're most famous for Legend of Korra. You can't go wrong with that. Mm. But they also do the Voltron ones for Netflix. So if you guys are familiar nice. with that series, it's pretty good. Uh, some of the crew from the live action Witcher are part of the team, including producer Bo DeMeo and Lauren Hisrick. Uh, Hisrick did tweet out saying that they've been working on this for over a year, that they've been trying to keep it under wraps. Oh, wow. So I thought that was interesting because that means that they were working on it before it was popular. They already were put, investing time and money into a project before knowing if the Witcher show was going to go so yeah. well. Then the Witcher show came out and it was like beating Mandalorian on numbers, mm-hmm. which is nuts. Uh, so it shows that they already knew that they had something good here. Yeah. I wonder what else they're working on. Dang, I think this all has to lead up ultimately to another game, right? Witcher 4. Well, they're not tied together. They're not, but the hype would still be there. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. for sure, for sure. Yeah. Uh, I'm mm. still trying to play Witcher 3, but I can't get over those controls. To me, they're so terrible. That's so crazy that that's your problem. I know it's weird. I know. <laughs> I'm playing it on the Xbox too. That might be my problem. Maybe I maybe control better on the PC for me. Well, I'm using an Xbox controller on the PC, so I don't know, man. I just to me yeah. it feels like it turns too fast, and I'm like, it feels like old school Resident Evil where you like stopped and turned. That's mm-hmm. what it feels like to me, and that drives me oh, nuts. Oh wow, wow. I don't know. I, I like f- more yeah. flowing motion, so well, we'll see. I know. I I'm gonna force my way through it because it's the fans have voted yeah. for me to play it. So yeah. now I'm like, I gotta get with this thing. So I'm going with that. Uh, but yeah, so the studio is the studio that brought Legend of Korra, so that's pretty cool. Next up, Digimon Adventure is getting a reboot. Yeah. Do you remember the old Digimon cartoons? Did you like those? Oh, yeah. I watched the Digimon cartoons. I collected some cards. I don't know why, what they were good for. I didn't know As in like cards. a game. Yeah, I, I know. It was, when I was a kid, you played Pokemon, and you're like, I still don't know how to play Pokemon or Yu-Gi-Oh. I have Yu-Gi-Oh I knew, cards. I, knew, I don't know how to Well, play I knew Yu-Gi-Oh. both of those. Imagine. So, yeah, I didn't. I just collect them. Yeah. So. Well, they look neat. <laughs> but, um, and then I played a lot of the PlayStation 1 games for Digimon. 
that yeah. that was an awesome game. They yeah. had like that one big, almost like an RPG kind of game yeah. that was yeah. really good. Yeah. And I don't know who I don't know ever hear about people talk about it, but it's one of my favorite PS One games. Oh yeah, that was yeah. a great game. Yeah. Um, renting that. So this is neat. But looking at the notes, are, um, you're saying that it's gonna have the same animation. It's pretty similar animation. That's looks pretty close. Yeah. Pretty lame. Well, I'm okay with it because. The Pokemon reboot happened last year. So now there's a whole new Pokemon series and stuff like that. Yeah. And the animation's different. And I'm like, that's cool, but mm. I kind of like... I don't know. I don't know. You know what? It does. It's hard to say. I think it's just because we're used to uh, 2020 stuff now. Yeah, yeah. And it's like it'd be nice to see a fresh well, look it'll for still it. be super clean. It'll be cleaner yeah. than it was back then. Yeah. It's just that they're not trying to like go with a new animation like yeah. Pokemon did. What is this going to... So Pokemon does have a new series, you know. Mm-hmm. What is that aired on? One and two, what it will Digimon be aired on? Uh, they're both starting in Japan, and then we'll get probably Funimation. Oh, okay, or so like we that. don't even right, right. Oh, All that came it. out was a J- Japanese teasers, what this is based off of. Got it. Okay. So it's very limited, yeah. Yeah. Uh, by the way, on a side note, we're always in the side notes, of course. Did you see the Netflix? And I know it wasn't first Netflix, but it's on Netflix next for us. The redo of the Pokemon, the first Pokemon movie. No, we're watching this. At, we're watching that after this. Check it out, guys. I'm pointing at you on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, Google or look up, they're redoing the Pokemon Mewtwo movie. And it's okay. with a whole new like 3D animation. It looks okay. amazing. And uh, I've seen a side, side-by-side side shot and it's basically the same exact movie. They just decided to redo it mm-hmm. with new animation. And it looks really cool. I think it's the same voice acting yeah. and everything. How does Ash look? Out of curiosity. Oh, oh awesome. Because I don't think we've ever seen Ash in any 3D type of model, right? Yeah, it's it's really hard to explain. It's not fully 3D, but it's okay. it's super clean. It actually reminds me of the new Scooby Doo kind of model. The Scoob. Yeah, Scoob. Yeah, okay, I have some uh, news for that too. Oh, you do. Okay, yeah, we'll, we'll make sure to get that in there. <laughs> but okay, all right. Yeah. Yeah. So it looks really good, uh, and I liked it. And one thing I really, <laughs> as a super nerd, of course, I was sitting there the old one, uh, in that first like during the credits battle they're doing. Uh, at, at some point, Pikachu has to fight three Pokemon at once. And one of them is Golem, I think it is. He's the rock-type Pokemon. Okay. And Pikachu ends up doing an electric attack that knocks all three of out. I'm like, no, he's immune to electricity, though. He's a ground-type Pokemon. Yeah, yeah. And he still knocks him out. So that bugged me back in the original movie. In the remake, they changed it out with a different Pokemon. Oh, good. So yeah. it is all Pokemon that can be affected by electric-type. Yeah. Dang, I'm a damn. <laughs> so I was like, that's a dumb thing to pay attention to, but like, okay, I need yeah. to be fixed. I don't, think even when I, I don't even think I thought about that when it originally came out. I was, I was, see, I was an older Pokemon fan when it first came out. Into, to the fact where I was playing the card game okay. at, at, in probably French freshman class or some shit and, and stuff like that. So I was mm-hmm. to the point where I was like, oh, that type doesn't work with that yeah, type. Yeah. You know, full <laughs> geek out thing. You gotta be that guy, huh? I was that guy. The theater pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you were there when I was watching The Last Avatar. No, or, God. The Last Airbender, I mean. Oh, God. Uh, but yeah, so this, this remake is coming this year, they said, and it'll be in Japan first. Uh, this does not affect the movie. There's a Digimon movie coming up. And mm-hmm. this is not tied with that. That movie is going to be with the continuity of the first series. And that sure. one's called uh, The Last Evolution, I think it is. So that's coming up pretty soon. Uh, next up, Ninja Theory reveals a new game called Project Mara. I am currently playing through uh, Hellblade, and I'm same, loving it, dude. Same. It's so awesome. good. Are you, playing, are you playing on PC? I'm playing on Xbox. Xbox, okay. Well, you could download it free on your PC, by the way, for okay. Game Pass. Oh, okay. But it does say, the only reason why I ask is you're probably not using a headset. No. Okay, it does say um, for best experience to use a headset when you first start. Really? Because when you hear those voices, I can hear them because I'm up close to my my two speakers behind you, and you can hear like certain sides oh, is where you hear the voices. So they want you to put the headset and on. Use, like, to the hear, it sounds like they're all around you. 
I don't know um, if I want to go crazy playing yeah, a game. Right? <laughs> but uh, I'm playing it too. How far are you? Oh, just like the first 30 minutes. Because I was okay, okay. that Witcher and uh, Far Cry 5. I was like, let me kind of play a little bit of these, get a feel for each of them. Yeah. I'm going to play Witcher 3 because of the vote, but it's, I just wanted to kind of get a yeah. feel. I know it's yeah. going to be one of those three that is my next build. Yeah, I'm really digging it. So I'm excited for whatever they're new they're going to do. I like how it feels like a cinematic experience. I'm not mm-hmm. really playing a game of effort. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm just enjoying the story. Um, but this next one, this Project Mara. So Ninja Theory. They came out and they wanted to show off the studios and what they're doing. So like, because they've really stepped up, like out of nowhere, they're gotten a really big, yeah. big now. Yeah. And the next Hellblade is now an Xbox exclusive, so they're mm-hmm. they're now under the ownership of Microsoft, essentially, in a partnership with Microsoft. Mm-hmm. They were saying in the video that that was like a big flush of cash for them. So yeah, so now they're stepping up. And one of the, this new game they're working on, they're redesigning horror games essentially, to where you're in one building in one location. And they're, they're doing all kinds of testing and stuff like that on human subjects right now to figure out how to induce fear to try to scare you the most with this thing. They're really going to try to trip your mind out. So they're trying to redo horror games where it's not just, oh, a big flash of scare. Yeah, yeah. But it's actually something that'll like make you kind of reminds me of the way you're explaining where you have the headset on, you can hear the sounds yeah, of different yeah. locations. That's what this is like aiming for. Because that's that's kind of what I'm thinking because they're, it, nothing in, at least for Hellblade right now for me and for yourself, Nothing really like pops out and be like, oh shit. It's all yeah. like the anticipation being built. Yeah. And yeah. then kind of like the mystery of like, what is this place? Mm-hmm. And stuff like that. Yeah. So it's a lot of that. But uh, the next couple of things is Overwatch and Call of Duty are now exclusive to YouTube. Yeah. Okay. So this is only their esports. If you're, if you watch just random streamers play Overwatch or whatever, you're mm-hmm. fine. You can still do that. That's up to the streamer to choose their platform. Uh, and we've been seeing lately that both Mixer and YouTube are really starting to hit at at Twitch as much as possible, yeah. trying to grab people. Well, this new exclusive deal includes their games like Overwatch, Call of Duty, World of Warcraft, uh, Hearthstone, and anything else. StarCraft is also going to be on there. And whenever they have an esports event, say it's the Grand Finals or whatever the World Cup, they also stream it out to everybody else, and usually for a fee, you know, if you're going to pay for the ticket online as well. Uh, now that's going to be done through YouTube, essentially. The reason they're doing this is because, first off, it's a good deal with YouTube, and YouTube was trying to bolster their gaming presence, but also Google is now offering their servers to reduce the latency during games. So they're going to actually have better latency. To me, it feels, I don't feel an effect right now. To me, it doesn't seem like that big of a difference, but if you're like at that caliber, you may notice it like, no, I did shoot that guy and it didn't go off, stuff like mm. that. Mm. So uh, it's supposed to be even better. It's all cloud gaming for them. So are you saying that if I log into YouTube and I want to watch, say, the finals of the Overwatch League, mm-hmm. I have to pay for it somehow? Well, just like just like now. if Well, okay, so if it is free, it's still going to be free. Okay. But okay. there are things, much like BlizzCon, for example. BlizzCon, yeah. you'd yeah. pay for your ticket, and then you'd stream BlizzCon, stuff like that, including the finals. Like, some parts of the finals were paid to watch. Mm-hmm. Those parts will still be paid to watch. It's just that you're paying through Google slash YouTube okay. Okay. because of the same company yeah. instead of Twitch. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's the main difference. Uh for Call of Duty, that's starting this weekend here. It started on the 24th. Mm-hmm. That's starting this weekend. They have their league starting off right now. And then on Overwatch, that's starting on February 8th. Uh, that, that They'll be switching over to YouTube. Again, if you're already a big fan on, on Twitch of like certain streamers, they'll still be able to stream. Yeah. I checked it out, too. At the time of typing this, which was on Friday midday when I was typing this up, uh, World of Warcraft had 40, 45,000 viewers. Overwatch had 24,000 viewers. Hearthstone's 24,000. Call of Duty is at 10K, and that's all on Twitch. So that's midday. Those are all still holding up pretty well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, so good. Uh, so and then, benefits for people? 
Probably not anything. I'm just probably a different not browser. To, and probably not to the normal viewer. It won't matter much. Okay. Uh, if again, it's like, well, okay, that's fine for the events. I'm going to YouTube instead. Mm. But I wonder what kind of peripheral. See, I haven't used YouTube for streaming yet. I need to try that out. I wonder if there's as much extra stuff going on with YouTube. Like Twitch does a good job of where you like have emojis and stuff like that. I don't yeah. know if that's all still as mm. good in YouTube. Have you used YouTube to watch esports? Um. No, just the previously recorded ones, but yeah. nothing live. So I don't know. I don't know how that'll work out. Yeah. I'm hoping it'll work out good. Yeah. Uh, you know, and the idea of this cloud gaming thing, uh, probably about six years ago, they started doing World of Warcraft that way, where it's actually being streamed to you for the most part, instead of it being uploaded on your computer fully. Uh, a lot of it's being streamed. So that's why you're able to play like halfway down the download. Mm-hmm. Um, so if that's going to go through the Google thing and actually go a little faster, that might help with launches. I'm a big. Yeah. That's my big first concern is always World of Warcraft, and then what's yeah. next? Yeah. Huh. Um, but yeah, so that'd be pretty good. Uh, the last bit of news for us today is going to be that the new Kingdom Hearts game is coming mobile. There's a new Kingdom Hearts game coming to mobile. Uh, this is coming through Square Enix. They revealed it, and it's called currently. Let's see, what is it called? Oh, did I not actually put the freaking name down? No, Xehanort? Project Xehanort. Yeah, Xehanort. Yeah. yeah. Okay, now you're our Kingdom Hearts guy. Yes. Explain to us who Xehanort is. Xehanort. Is. Oh, I'm nailing the name already. That's great. Uh, he's the main villain in Kingdom Hearts, where he pretty much gets all the all the darkness issues that are coming about. Yeah, is him. So, real quick, he's getting all the princesses' hearts and trying to open Kingdom Hearts, and so all the darkness. That was the out. first game, essentially, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, and then it just continues from there. Whatever. Okay. So this is going to be a about him pretty much right yeah to, to get to where he was well we don't know anything about it but it does say yeah because it, it does use the tagline why did he become the seeker of darkness so i think it might be a prequel system. and we see images yeah. of him as a young like 10 year old or, so, or maybe 15 year old yeah like well, Sora's age that one the well the images that i see were just from kingdom hearts 3 where he's like playing chess or something like that was that the same images that you saw uh no i didn't know he played chess in kingdom hearts 3 yeah, i thought that so, was the two brothers that were playing no so it actually is xehanort and his friend um i don't know if it's a relative i don't remember on top of my head but they used to be masters to it's birth right. by sleep i don't know if you ever played birth by sleep okay it's the good guy trainer with um roxas right and aqua and terra and that's like his that master and then xehanort has accomplices too I, okay and so they, i thought this kid that they were showing in the images that we've just got Mm. was not from Kingdom Hearts 3 because I, I didn't recognize him as the, one of those two. Mm-hmm. I, I know mm-hmm. the chess, I was like, oh, okay, yeah. but no, I, I thought yeah. it was different. But it's, no, you're they just, it's the they're playing chess with each other in that, that scene. Okay, I thought it was different. As game. when they were younger. And then they're talking about, like, Xehanort's kind of hinting, like, oh, but what if, like, darkness here and there. Yeah. Um, But <sighs> they're just adding so much prequels to shit. And it's like, yeah. we don't need to. I kind of got the little glimpse of, a little bit by Birth by Sleep and a little bit of the of it from Kingdom Hearts three. Mm-hmm. What the what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, to me, like uh, I was talking to one of our Twitter followers who had brought up like, "What do you guys think?" Uh, I would like to just see them reboot the whole series or just start from a new place. You know, that's what's supposed to happen after whatever DLC comes out in February. Yeah, but the next Kingdom Hearts is they said they're done with Kingdom Hearts in a way, but then they also said, "Oh, we're just done with the Sora Saga," so they start something new afterwards. So it'd be I'd nice be cool to get a fresh start. if it being afterwards, not something yeah. that's starting before. Yeah. There is going to be in-app purchases for this too. I saw. So and with this Bazaarnord's story, why is it a mobile game? Why can't it just be a real game? Yeah, it might actually play out because they're able. To, uh, there's no doubt that current mobile devices 
can handle playing, yeah. you know, an action RPG. Yeah. So they could actually do that if they wanted to. I would be much more excited for that. I'm afraid it's going to be one of those um, Eastern mobile games that you guys are probably familiar with where, oh, it's a big RPG, and then you're playing it, and it's like very hack and slash, but very kind of cheesy. Yeah. And then you're just constantly buying new champs. I could see something like that, and that would be frustrating. And I could probably, I could see that happening for the fact that it's on mobile, so they're not going to make it too complicated, which sometimes when they right. do, then people lose interest in it. Like uh, Kingdom Hearts Unchained is the other mobile game. I haven't barely even picked that thing up because I'm just over it now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have I have a friend who's huge on the mobile games and spent just piles and piles of money on it. And it doesn't I don't understand why, but that's all it is. Is, is you can even set like auto run. Have you ever seen that where you just set auto run and then like your character finishes the level for you? And then yeah. if it's real hard, you just jump in and heal and stuff. No. Sure. Yeah. Hmm. So that takes away from I want to see the story. I don't want to necessarily just farm champs and then I can see us farming a bunch of like heartless yeah. whatever. I don't know. Yeah. And then sending them out and doing this repeated mission and then like, oh, here's a little tidbit of written story. Yeah. So you think we're playing a Xehanort? I think so. Yeah. Because that'd it's supposed be, to be, be it looks neat. like it's going to be a prequel to him. Yeah. That'd be kind of neat for the fact that um, we could kind of be on the bad guy side. Yeah. Um, yeah. I wonder what the gameplay is going to be. Yeah. Mm. Hopefully it'll be good. I don't know. Because they never they showed him with keyblades before, but they never. Uh, I guess he's fought a couple times, but then then so agile as like a sword or whatever. So I wonder. I mean, I guess we're back in time. Or are we just gonna have this whole? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. A lot of thoughts in my mind right now. <laughs> we'll see how it goes coming out this year. They yeah. said that's which seems like a pretty good turnaround. So we'll yeah, be knowing pretty actually. soon. I'll at least download it and try it out. Of oh, course. for sure. Yeah. Even if it costs a couple dollars. I'm st- Kingdom Hearts fan, so yeah. Well, it's in the app purchases, anyway. so probably be free. Then you pay in game. Mm. Uh, it's gonna be on iOS, Google, and they said Amazon. So whatever Amazon uses. Yeah, for, what, what is Amazon? I don't using? know. Apparently, maybe something a, new. Maybe they leaked something new that Amazon was gonna do, but they didn't well, announce yeah, it. Yeah, that, that's the real story. You guys, you get it here first. Guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. Amazon just didn't have a Play Store, and then watch. Oh, they're gonna drop a cell phone. Well, they have a new game coming out. There's no way that I've bought games through Amazon too, digital Amazon, but they have a new yeah. game coming out. Was it called New World? That, yeah, that they're making so uh yeah they, hmm. they do have a game coming out so yeah. interesting to see how those are okay. yeah all right that's it for the news guys yep. except one more. for yeah, one more Sorry, okay. about it. Yeah. so scoob's coming out okay kind of okay. excited for it because i'm yeah. really uh kind of a fan of the hanna-barbera yeah. um, cartoons yeah they're classic yeah um so i was doing some research and i was like man i really wish they'd make a, a flintstones movie Oh, snap but they're not so oh, anyway. nah, you're killing me <laughs> but then i better get jetsons it's but, one or the but, other Oh shit! <laughs> so, what Scoobs is hoped to be? I guess it it was mentioned before that it's the first installment of the Hanna Barbera universe they want to bring oh, to I'm down for this. the big screen with that. Yeah. So they are already. I don't know how far, whatever. But after Scoobs, they are working on Jetsons. That's cool. And then they didn't say nothing else about uh Flintstones or Wacky Racers. They just mentioned that Dude. Flintstones and Wacky oh, Racers. Oh, give me Wacky Racers! Yeah. I forget how good those are. Well, they mentioned that they came out on a uh, DC Comics. Uh, 2017, like a little darker tones of Flintstones, Wacky Racers. So I need to pick yeah. those up. I want to check it out. Uh, that'd be interesting. But I would, I, I would love to see the Flintstones. That's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. I'm down for but that. But that'd be cool. Why not? A lot of these animated cartoons that are cutesies for the family. Yeah, they're making tons of money. Yeah, why not? And I like that art style they're using for Scoob. So I, yeah. I wouldn't mind yeah. seeing that in other movies. That would be cool. That's yeah. good. Because then we can get because Scooby's of course famous for the crossovers. So then we can get crossovers. And then one of my yeah. favorite crossovers was when. They did the Jetsons and Flintstones. Flintstones yeah, yeah. yeah. And that was cool. You had like Flintstones in the future, yeah, Jetsons yeah. in the past. Oh, man. That oh, man. Cool. That's already... Uh, man, if they did that, and say if they, along the road, they make Jetsons, Flintstones, and then they did that crossover, think of how many... So much comedy, and you could probably do a little bit of adult comedy in it, too. 
That'd be so humorous to oh, watch yeah. that. That'd be really cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm imagining now what we think of the future, and there's no doubt that you have like Fred in the future just like having drones deliver stuff to him in an yeah. hour all the time, just like <laughs> all his meat, you know? I don't know. There's all kinds of things you could do. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. Anything else? No, that was my big thing. Hey, I'm really down. Make That's sure cool. we got that across. I'm going to try to find some Jetson images too for the YouTube yeah. version of this whole yeah, yeah, updates on that. <laughs> All right, guys. So next up, we're going to do our Picard review. Do I have notes for that? No, I don't. Okay. <laughs> so we're going, we're going live Three on style. this. Yeah. All right. So we're reviewing Picard. Uh, came out on CBS All Access this week. Uh, you had a chance to watch that, correct? Yes, I did. Okay, I so it overall, really strong. You thought it was really strong. What did uh, you think? Of it? Yeah, overall, I thought it was pretty good. Um, not insane. We got a little, a little bit towards the end of it. Yeah. Um, but in the beginning was nice and subtle, and but it kind of was like, oh shoot, that's cool. Data, yeah. he's playing a, lot of a chess game. And what caught me a little bit in the heart was like, uh, Data asking Picard. Yeah, I'm gonna go into it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. asking oh, Picard like, oh, why are you not spoilers, winning? Spoilers, 100 percent spoilers. Yeah. Just to be safe. Yeah. yeah. But like, why are you not winning it? Like, I feel like you should beat me already. He's oh, like, no. I just don't want this game to end. Uh, tears, tears. <laughs> and then they all die. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so what is your experience with Star Trek and then Star Trek TNG, to be exact? Uh, my experience is pretty much on the new ones. The movies got me into Star Trek, the newer movies. Yeah. And they're phenomenal. And then now I'm watching Star Trek Discovery, which I, I really do enjoy. Yeah. Um, so seeing the trailers for Picard, obviously I'm going to start that right away, uh, which I did start right away. Um, anything before that, it's kind of like a next generation. I just have playing, but I'm not so into it. Yeah. It's just kind of background noise to me. So I'm yeah. a new Star Trek fan and I'm happy that I'm a new Star Trek fan because I mean, you need new fans. You to do. Make the, make I think that's one thing that going. these new, new series do well is bring in the fans, the yeah. new fans, you know, yeah. so it's pretty good. Uh, myself, I've seen uh, TNG here and there. You know, as growing up, I used to watch an episode here and there. Uh, never in a row, which I need to do. Uh, and then, of course, the other Voyager I've seen a hundred yeah. times. Yeah. Um, and then I've seen all the movies, uh, mm. you know, including the TNG movies, which are really good. And this one actually references Nemesis exactly. Mm. And then, uh, and yeah, I love Discovery. And I'm really yeah. hoping for a Captain Picard show and stuff like that. So yeah. I really like the new stuff as well and all the new movies. Uh, but yeah, so that's what we're that's what we're going in here with some stuff. Uh, personally, I really liked it. I liked what it set up. I felt like this yeah. was a good combination because uh, the the old fans have a hard time with the new stuff because it's one long arc a lot of times. Yeah. In the old Star Trek, wasn't really that way. Like if you look at Voyager, for example, the big arc was we just got to get home, and over seven seasons that was the plan. It's just we got to get home, <laughs> and otherwise it's just a new adventure every day. TNG is essentially the same thing where, hey, we're just the flagship and we got to represent, you know, the best of Federation. Mm -hmm. Every episode's a new thing. You know, oh, this one's got Q on it. This one's got... When you look at the new stuff like Discovery, that whole season was basically one long story. The first season especially was yeah. one long story. Yeah. The second season, they changed it a little bit, but it's, but it's the same thing where it's one long story. You're trying to figure out the, the angel, the red angel and stuff like that. And then, yeah. But there is some... But each episode episodes. is different. So Right, which um, the second season did a better job with that than the first season. For yeah, sure. because already in the very beginning, you go to the uh, the ship that was there for so many years trying to rescue the people and yeah, the girl working yeah. on all those people. Um, I like that character, by the way. The one they added, that yeah, girl that's... Yeah, she's yeah. she's going to be fun. Uh, but then watch. immediately right after that, they go to that... Um, the planet with, planet the, with the religious yeah. type of people. And then one guy, man, I love that one guy too. And I, and that's yeah. cool how they set him up. Like, okay, he's going to change how they live. But it's like, man, yeah. I really wanted him to go on that ship. I know. Uh, yeah. Keep, you haven't finished season two. Finish season two. Yeah. That's all I have to say to that. Yeah. Okay. So that'll be good. Um, I'm really excited for season three. 
Picard, so, though, has to be a long story arc, right? I think it is. And I, but I yeah. think it's a good way of kind of segueing some of the old fans into the new stuff. Because mm. I think as we go, look, the first three episodes, or at least three, are going to be setting up this whole, like, what are they going to do with the Borg, stuff like that. Mm. But after that, I have a feeling that they're going to be on the run and we are going to have day-to-day new stuff. I think it's going to feel like Discovery Season 1. Okay. But they're doing a good job of bringing in the emotion from TNG. You okay. Know? Like yeah. with the data stuff mm-hmm. and uh, the way Picard's always just trying to do what's right, you mm-hmm. know? And so I'm hoping we get a little bit more of that. Uh, I don't know. So what do you think of the story so far that we've gotten? Uh, uh, it's not too big though right now. So uh, yeah, data, you, you can really log line it into like three lines, yeah. Yeah, Data has two daughters. Yeah. So we obviously don't know what's going on there or mm-hmm. how he had them or whatnot. Um, and he wants to, Picard wants to help him, um, with what though? Well, because they're being hunted. One. Yeah. They're, they're being hunted by the Romulans. Yeah. That's right. Cause she tells him that I was being killed or I was going to get attacked, but then I randomly knew on top of my head how to fight. Yeah. So that's a one big thing too. Well, I like that because she didn't know that she was a synthetic mm-hmm. until all of a sudden she's being attacked and then it like activated. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, Oh, that's right. I can fight really well. Which I, which I like that because it's. The synthetic thing is like, okay, that's very data. That's cool that we're bringing that in. And then there's something from the new stuff where all of a sudden like, yeah, yeah but she's got good fight scenes, which is not Star Trek yeah. at all. Fight yeah. scenes, I mean, they're notoriously bad, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's cool to have some good fight scenes in there. Uh, what did you think of their choice to use twins and then kill one of them off right away? It's kind of a stereotype um, or you were happy with it? I wasn't happy with it because I really enjoyed the first, the first uh, daughter. Yeah. But then if you're killing... It off randomly the first the first one, mm-hmm. and then the second one's gonna end up being just like the first one anyway. Well, then what was the point of really having twins? Yeah, it felt cheesy. That's what Jonathan's argument was. When I was discussing yeah. this with him. Uh, his his thing was like th- that feels too science fiction. Uh, can't think of the word, but yeah, it was cheesy essentially. Like mm-hmm. we've seen this too many times. Uh, Whereas like yeah, but there's another one out there. There's always twins. I'm hoping the fact that there are twins becomes cooler in the future. Like maybe there's a bad version of the synthetics and they're yeah. fighting one. They're like, but wait a minute. All of a sudden another one comes from behind. You're like, oh, that's right. They always come in too. Yeah. Like something like that. Well, there was something like, there was something that rem- resemblance the twins, right? A necklace or some yeah, sort. Yeah, it's two interlinked. So it's got to come back to play. Well, yeah, I just hope that it becomes cooler other than yeah. the fact that like, oh, I had a sister. Because you can imagine the new sister that we're, that we're learning about. She's going to try to discover more about her sister and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. We were introduced to a new Romulan that was interested in her. So, okay, like that guy's obviously yeah. going to be our bad guy. Yeah. Um, and then we have Picard from what we've seen in the next episode is going to be assembling the team. Mm-hmm. And this looks like it's going to be a ragtag team, you know, outside yeah. of Starfleet's controls. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think about them doing that? Having a renegade version of a Starfleet crew, because I, you know, out there, it's neat and we enjoy it. I think a lot of us enjoy it, but eh, we've seen this before. Guardians of the Galaxy on top of my head, yeah, but not uh, in Starfleet. Not in, you're right. There is a right. fan made show just to to appease the real Star Trek fans here. There is a fan made show on YouTube called Renegades. It's really good, okay. and uh, and it's directed by Tim Russ. That one is what we're getting now. Yeah, That's basically yeah. what Picard's crew is going to be. So I hope it is like a. So, okay, thinking you're in the cockpit and everybody's so proper, like, yeah, yeah. communicating everything. It's got to be rougher, though. It's got to be like, I, I don't I know what so. this crap is or whatever. And then they argue with each other yeah. the whole time. It can't just be like, uh, just say Discovery because I'm watching that one. How everything's still like, oh, we got comms are down over here. And it's like, oh, okay, we got this down over here or whatever. Communicate. I want to see it just like a mess. I, I, will, I hope so. Yeah. Uh, have you ever seen uh, Firefly? 
Um, I don't know. Actually, yeah, Nathan Fillion. Familiar. Yeah, it's it, it's it's one of the geek staples, but uh, it's got Nathan Fillion as the captain, and and they're like these. It's almost like a western in space. You know, oh, it's man, really good. I feel like I have. It only did okay. one season though, and then they had a movie that came out to kind of tie things up called Serenity. Mm-hmm. But it feels like that where you have this like ragtag team out there and there is like this big you know the the blue sun corporation everything that's like really kind of controlling everything uh but you have these guys that are just still skating the law and i would like to see that i would like to see something where you have this crew that yeah there's there's starfleet and they control everything and then you have like the guys that don't belong to starfleet that are the that are the you know outsiders mm-hmm. and these guys can be kind of the embassy between both of them you yeah, know yeah. maybe starfleet needs something done that no that can't be on the book so they yeah. ask them to do it yeah. and then maybe like starfleet's doing something that's too controlling so they're going to help these guys that are mm-hmm. against starfleet that's okay. what i'm hoping from this series like three seasons from now okay, okay if it finds its footing you think it'll last this long picard i don't think it'll be i don't know if it'll be called picard because i don't know if we could have patrick stewart in a show for that long yeah See, even if he's so alive either. i don't think he could be working that long See, I don't think so either. So that's why I'm thinking maybe like two seasons and then they'll move on to the next Star Trek project, and which maybe could be a continuation. Team. That's what I'd like to see yeah. is like this team now inspired from Jean-Luc Picard yeah, yeah. is cool and maybe they name the ship Picard so they can still yeah. call it Picard if they uh, wanted to. Uh, I don't yeah. know. Okay. Well, that'd be pretty yeah, cool. Yeah. We'll have to see. I like that they use Chateau Picard is where he's at, where he has the winery. And then uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> there is actually a Chateau Picard now after that w- makes wine and like that in real no life. No way. Oh, yeah. damn. So you guys can actually buy Picard huh. wine from Chateau, Chateau Picard. Uh, I've said Picard too many times in a row now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so for, for the YouTubers, there I did put up a quiz that we, we made on our YouTube channel so you guys could take a Jean-Luc Picard quiz, see how you do. Oh, yeah. I did yeah. see that. Yeah. And then- uh, I got one right, but then I got another one wrong. Yeah. There's Just 10 questions. Off. And oh, I've been putting up pieces on our, on yeah. our socials as well. Uh, and then I just finished our next one, which will be on BoJack Horseman. That's coming out on the thirtieth mm. because the new, the final season's coming in for that. So uh, that'll be something we do. But yeah, so for Picard, well, how many out of a hundred do you think it is? Out of a hundred, what? Uh, what do you think? Blaster pistols? Yeah, I think we did that. For I think Star we had. I know, right? I think we did do that. Hmm. Um, command insignias. All right. Okay. How many command okay. insignias? Um, <laughs> That's such a stretch. I'm gonna do. You know what? Dang, I'm going super high with this. I think I'm going to do like 98. Wow. Yeah. Because I super enjoyed it because it was mellow. That's crazy. It was mellow, but I it stayed entertained from the beginning from when his first dream was with Data. Yeah. From when he was trying to figure out what the heck when he went to the uh, uh, the Academy or whatever that station was. And they're like, oh, we don't do these uh, androids anymore. Yeah. And it was pieces of Data or synthet- whatever. Yeah. Um, so the story kept me entertained the whole time. The only thing I didn't do the 100 was the... Is this going to be a stupid ass sister, twin sister thing? That bugged me quite a bit. Yeah. yeah. I think there was a few things that I'm, I went 88 on when I typed the review Ooh, for our website. Uh, yeah. No, because it has promise, <laughs> but you know, I want to, I want to see more. Um, but yeah, it, it just set up so much yeah. set up. It wasn't like a full story at all. Mm-hmm. Even the sister thing, I almost felt cheated because they killed up and brought another one in. Yeah. So I was like, mm, okay. That did give me, I was like, oh, okay, well she seemed too important yeah, uh, to yeah. die. And then when they brought up a twin, I'm like, uh, and it whatever. didn't feel Star Trek when they did that because mm-hmm. what they could have done was like, oh, well, we teleport, we beamed her out right away, or yeah. oh, uh, you know, that was a hologram. I would have liked, I would have loved that twist. That would have mm-hmm. been like, that's a Star Trek yeah, move right yeah, there, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Voyager, there's one of my favorite episodes where uh, they had to, they were smuggling this like, uh, you know. Uh, people that they needed to smuggle anyways and so they like kept them in transporter limbo while they're crossing space and it was like man that's crazy it makes you think 
And then for her, she just died. And oh yeah, she has a twin. Like, yeah. I was like this feels kind of cheap yeah. for Star Trek. It was so. cool, like like if you're saying teleporting, like Picard could have just threw something out there real quick, yeah, to zap her out, or the hologram the whole time just to make sure that yeah. she was safer. I don't know, something like that. Yeah. We could have done more. So eighty eight, did you consider visuals or how it felt? Visuals uh, are great. I just yeah. felt the story needed something. Yeah, which for me, you know, Star Trek. If you, I like the old original series. Nothing about those say visuals, the yeah. terrible visuals back yeah. then in the sixties. Yeah, yeah. But I still really like the story, and it makes you think about a world with that situation in it. That's yeah. best sci fi. And I think that they were la- they were lackluster on that. I mean, still high, being, yeah. You know, but if they continue this as episode four or five, and we're still like not really getting things together to know what's going on, uh, then it'll go super low. But yeah, it being number one, that's why I kind of went higher on it because it's just a start. So yeah, uh, yeah, we'll see where it goes. Hopefully, I like to see more out of this. But I know Picard came or Picard. Patrick Stewart came into mm-hmm. this project knowing because he liked the story, because he liked yeah. the script. So that tells me that it, it does have a finite end. And he said he wasn't going to do X-Men anymore. Yeah. So you think, um, I think he's, he's just, probably just going to do this. And I think he's ready to not work anymore yeah. like or be on the stage or whatever. You know, yeah. it's, it's hard to say. I really like him and uh, uh, is it Ian McClellan? Uh, yeah, Magneto. Gandalf. I love, yeah, their, Gandalf, I love yeah. their friendship. Man, yeah. it's so cool to watch yeah. them. <laughs> he just, just a side note, We I don't know if we mentioned it last week. But Ian McClellan just released uh, all of his journals from when he was filming uh, Lord of the Rings. So uh, yeah, I think we did talk. Oh, about we did this, talk about yeah. that. Okay, yeah. so you guys can read those online. They're pretty interesting. It's really neat. Just online. Probably yeah, yeah. They're they're all he put them in blog form so we could like see like each day what he was typing about. Dang, it's probably a lot, huh? It is a lot of content. I've I've read a few of them, but they're really really cool. Yeah. To see oh, what yeah. it was like while you were filming, a lot of frustration because <laughs> it, yeah. it was they filmed all three movies at one time and that was never done before. And yeah. so it just felt so daunting. And he's like, when am I going home? And they're like, you're not. <laughs> like, yeah. He had months on set, man. When normally a movie takes at most like two months. Yeah, it was yes. like, you're here for half a year. Yeah. It's why you have, they like got them apartments and stuff like that. Like you're yeah, in New Zealand for a crazy, long time. Crazy. Yeah. So it's pretty nuts. All right. Next up, we're going to do our comic book club for Flashpoint. Yeah. So that'll be, that'll be our next project. All right, so we're talking Flashpoint for our next comic book club. Squeaks, what do you know of Flashpoint? Not much of anything. Not much because of anything. Because I'm not that huge of a Flash fan. Wow. No, that's crazy. All right. Flash is actually one of my favorite heroes, and it's because of Jeff John's work, who is the writer for this comic. Okay. Uh, and we're going to be going over, so for those who are major comic book fans, uh, we're not going to go over what happens after Flashpoint, which is super important, because it's going to be a separate comic book club. Convergence and Rebirth. Those are the two big ones that are okay. after okay. Flashpoint that kind of tie everything up. Um, we're just going to be setting up Flashpoint. This was a 2011 uh, comic. It was written by Jeff Johns and the penciled by Andy uh, Kubert. Uh, Jeff Johns, of course, is amazing. And he did uh, he did Doomsday, uh, Doomsday Clock, which is the current thing, Blackest Night, which mm-hmm. is what I hope you read next, yes. and then uh, yeah. Justice Society of America. His Justice Society of America run made me like Justice Society and mm. how cool it is. So mm. just, it, it's just amazing. So he's really cool. He's so good that they actually gave put him in charge of the DC movies for a while, and they took him off because they're like, we need you to make comics still. Yeah. So he's he's super valuable. He's probably DC's most valuable writer. I would argue. Dang. Wow. Yeah, he really is. Uh, and if you, so I'm gonna, well, I'll read the story. I don't want to explain how important Flashpoint is until we read the story and then really break it down. Even DC put out an article on their website explaining like Flashpoint's this important, and that's crazy for mm-hmm. DC to put that out there. So that's mm-hmm. pretty amazing. Uh, but yeah, so let's go ahead and go through uh, 
the storyline was eventually adapted into a film, Justice League, The Flashpoint Paradox. It's an animated film, which DC's animated movies are always good. They are. They are. And this is the best one. Oh, shit. I, I can say that for sure. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then in uh, 2017, San Diego Comic-Con, it was announced that the next Flash movie will be a Flashpoint movie. So the actual okay. uh, new movie is supposed to be Flashpoint. Now, that's before all the directors have changed and everything like that. So we don't know for sure. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty big and it can be used to fix a lot of the DCEU. So I think they might want to save it. Okay. I was just going to bring that up because you're saying it, with the directors and everything. If they get someone new and they do Flashpoint, it could be all new in a way, right? This could bring in the new era of DC. Yeah. This okay. could make them Marvel if they want to. Fresh start, to. no problems where we always hear about directors being uh, fired or... Yeah, this needs to be... All these... I would honestly give it to the... I forget her name, the one that's doing Wonder Woman. Uh, I think yeah. she has the ability to bring out the emotions uh-huh. that would be needed for this because there's some parts that are like, okay, I'm not going to cry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is so important that I think I think DC knows that they have to save this. They have to make mm-hmm. sure that they're, will, they're ready to use this to take it over. Mm-hmm. Like this is their story. I'd, I would argue like there's so many people. Okay. So crisis on infinite earths was one of the biggest stories from the eighties. Mm. This is like to me, second place, if not almost first. Yeah. Cause of how good it was too. So then do, do you see DC ever trying to catch up to Marvel with the, how much movies they can put out? Oh, I think DC would love to do that. It's just they're still trying to find their groove. Marvel is a factory that's just putting yeah. out the same movie. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, they have a formula. They pick a director. Like, all right, here's your formula. You get to choose what color the, the cape is. But that's essentially it. Honestly, you know yeah. Because what, what we just, uh, they just, uh, someone just walked away from a movie, correct? Uh, was it? Uh, yeah. Uh, Strange, Strange, or Doctor Strange and the um, Okay, Madness. because it was, it was just because it was, mm-hmm. uh, Whatever dimension. what do they call it? Uh, visual difference yeah, yeah differences yeah, yeah. And, and a lot of that is because a director comes in and they want to put their own their own yeah. flavor on it and marvel's like we can't chance that we can't have yeah. a bad marvel movie and the worst marvel movie which for me is ant-man uh is still a pretty dang good movie like it's at least yeah. fun to watch yeah. they're roller coasters right they're not necessarily yeah. going to be you know thought-provoking like a joke or something like that but they're still going to be always fun to watch yeah you know yeah i guess yeah dc wants to do that and I, Flashpoint, I think, is the one that they can't set them up for that. If they were like, look, we need to get rid of Ben Affleck, we need to get rid of this guy, this guy, this guy, they just do Flashpoint and then they can. So that's how important yeah. Flashpoint is. But then we got a new Batman coming before Flashpoint. Yeah, but it's a prequel. Mm. It takes place when Batman's just learning to be Batman. Okay. Yeah, there's some set photos, by so the you way. Think Have you seen the set can... photos of it? No, I don't think so. Yeah, it looks pretty good. I heard Colin Farrell might be a part of it now. He's he's Penguin. I love Colin Farrell. Yeah, he is Penguin, so yeah. that's confirmed. Okay, cool. From me, I'm telling you right now. Um, yeah. But so, the set photos you can tell. He's so then, if this is a prequel and they do Flashpoint, do you see uh, Robert Pattinson still be, uh, being Batman? They can do that now. They could yeah. they could do Flashpoint and then bring Robert Pattinson in as the regular Batman with the rest okay. of the timeline. Okay. Because it just changes so much stuff. Hmm. Uh, and then my, we'll get into it. Let me read. Yeah, yeah. Let me read <laughs> the story like that, and then we'll get into it afterwards because there's a lot to it. Uh, in 2013, they added a Flashpoint-inspired Batman into uh, Injustice Games, Gods Amongst Us, God Amongst Us. In 2015, Batman Arkham Knight put in Flashpoint-inspired Batman. And in 2017, Injustice 2 put in Flashpoint version of Wonder Woman, which Flashpoint Wonder Woman is awesome. Okay. Okay. So this is so big that like all the co- all the video games and stuff like that always kind of put in the DLCs for it, mm-hmm, too. Because mm-hmm. like, everybody's changing it. It's, it's an Elseworlds story, essentially. Yeah. Um, this was a 61 issue run. It had a lot of 
one-offs you know they always do that whenever they do the big ones the one-offs the one-offs bring in some really neat stuff mm -hmm. and uh there's a big booster gold uh, crossover later on that you can get to uh but yeah it was a 61 issue run and then there's the uh i think it's 12 issue mini no it can't be but anyways there's a mini series that we're going to be basing everything off of okay. that'll kind of break down everything okay so that's kind of everything for setup there was a cw version of, of flashpoint which mm -hmm. was not well done it doesn't show how amazing it is you talk about not the one that brought the other flashes together no, that's Crisis on Infinite okay, Earths. Okay, yeah, okay, no, okay. but they did do a flashpoint where he goes back in time, screws things up, and then fixes it. I'm going to okay. use that before I tell the story. Okay. But yeah, so that's essentially what happens. Okay. There. Okay. I say essentially too much. I always have to edit those out. Yeah, yeah. essentially. Essentially. Now I'm just going to throw it in and it won't even make sense. Yeah, then I got to edit them out. <laughs> All right, so we're going to go over the story. For those of you guys who watched our Watchmen story or Watchmen CBC, uh, I ended up really bringing it down. That was like 12 pages of notes. So mm -hmm. this one's down to six. So we're, we're okay. half the time. <laughs> And that's how this one reads. So if you're looking at like the two comic books that we've done so far and comparing them, Watchmen was nine panels every time or the nine panel format was very dialogue heavy when uh, Flashpoint is much more of a modern comic. It came out in 2011. It's where they have like, whoa, that whole page is just awesomeness. Oh, okay, and it's yeah. just like a fight yeah. scene, maybe yeah. over three pages. It has like 10 words of dialogue. Yeah. But it's just like, man, that's crazy to see yeah. Flash versus Reverse Flash. You know, it's so cool. And you appreciate the art too. It, it, it's a big one. There's so much good. So yeah. uh, the, for the YouTube version, if you guys are listening to this, check out the YouTube version. I'll scroll by some of the, my favorite panels. Okay. And there's some that, I mean, like the Hal Jordan one, there's like one panel in Hal Jordan. I ended up tweeting it out because I was just like, this mm -hmm. is my favorite thing. Uh, that's really kind of a nice little wink. And as we go, I'll kind of, I'll bring it up. Okay. It's really cool. Okay. So we're starting story now. I'll okay. put some music behind this all so right, you guys know. Right. Okay. <laughs> Barry Allen, which is Flash, mm -hmm. wakes up at his desk. I know that and, much. Okay. Well, I, I know. <laughs> interrupt me too. We're going back and forth <laughs> okay, on this okay. thing. Okay. <laughs> And if you don't know who Barry Allen is, you know, he's the guy from Catch Me If You Can. Okay, so Barry Allen wakes up at his desk <laughs> and begins to realize that the world is different. His mom is alive. His dad died from a heart attack a few years before. Uh, there's a couple things like that. So Captain Cold, which is one of his arch nemesis, yeah. is now Citizen Cold and a good guy. Uh, and my favorite thing, Batman is not Bruce Wayne, mm -hmm. but Thomas Wayne. Yes, yes. So in the alley, little Bruce was shot and his dad became Batman. Yeah, he is just one rugged-ass Batman. And he's a badass. Yeah, he is. That's one yeah, of the reasons I want Flashpoint so much, because then they, they, they could use Jeffrey D. Morgan, mm. uh, Negan, to play Batman. Oh, wow. What was that on? Well, because he's he is Bat he is Thomas Wayne in yeah. the Ben Affleck movies. Oh, so bad. Yeah. And him as a Batman, like an older, oh, rougher man, Batman so would be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man! So that's one of my things. Head. I'm like, please do Flashpoint right because yeah, you yeah. bring in a really cool Batman. Oh yeah, dang, that'd be awesome. This is one of my favorite alternate Batmans, and there's so many amazing yeah. alternate Batmans. This is like one of my top fives oh, yeah. Yeah. for sure. Okay, so he wakes up and he's trying to figure out that world. Okay, uh, and then yeah, so his mom's alive. That's huge because that's one of his inspirations for being Flash mm -hmm. and and trying to always do good is because yeah. of his mother's death and, yeah. and all that. So, uh, as for Batman, he's in search of Joker. And in the miniseries, you don't realize who Joker is, but I'll tell you guys right now through the one-offs, we find out Joker is Martha Wayne. Yes, okay, okay. Okay, That's because right. while when Bruce died, Thomas decided to avenge and, and protect yeah, the city, Martha went, went crazy. Yeah. Okay, yeah. and basically she, her whole thing is the system is broken, and mm -hmm. so she wants chaos, mm -hmm. which, you know, it's, it's, how good of a Batman is that, yeah, right? <laughs> okay, so he's in search, and then uh, he's, he's chasing down, I think it's Yo-Yo, and uh and what's cool is like so you'd expect like batman to be like hanging her from the side and be like give me the answers he's trying to figure out what joker is uh for yo-yo he just throws her off the building yeah <laughs> he's hardcore like that uh cyborg does save her though at the last second and then cyborg comes up to talk to batman 
And what he needs is he needs Batman's help. He's putting together a new Justice League, essentially a new team. Uh, and in this world, there is no JLA. And he has a bunch of kind of no-name heroes. And they're not going to join unless Batman joins. Because Batman's been around for longer. And he's kind of like this mythical character who everybody thinks is invincible. And Batman's just been smart about things, you know. Hardcore. And he's being more hardcore. So uh, the reason that Cyborg needs his help is, and this is going to be a story throughout the background, so I won't be telling every time it introduces it, but I'll kind of keep you guys up to date, is uh, Aquaman and Wonder Woman are at war. And so that means that Atlantis is at war with Themyscira. Themyscira took over the UK. So now that's the new Themyscira. All of the UK is now Wonder Woman's land. Okay. To retaliate, <laughs> it's so crazy, Atlantis sunk Western Europe. Except for UK. So now France, yeah. Portugal, Spain, all gone. They're all underwater okay. and killing millions upon millions upon millions. I actually think millions. I've seen this animated movie now. You probably have because yeah. it's so good. <laughs> because everything you're saying is like, yeah, I know this. But yeah. I didn't even read the comic. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. The movie is very close. They changed like maybe three things in the movie. Yeah. So it's really okay. close. Okay. Uh, there is a portrayal and stuff like that they change. But yeah, it's really good. Okay. So he needs their help. They're going to try to take, try to bring the fight over to them and stop this war be before they tear the part of uh, the planet. Uh, Batman says, no, this is foolish. You guys won't be able to do it. The crew that he's got are all kind of young idiots. Uh, Billy, Billy Batson's in there, but he's like the only really good hero of all of them. Um, but essentially, you know, you guys aren't going to do any good. Yeah. So he says, no, uh, Barry goes to now we're back with Barry. Barry goes to Wayne Manor and finds Batman. They start to fight and, uh, he eventually convinces Batman to help him. He says that I know your son, Bruce, he keeps calling her Bruce. And he's like, what do you, you know, why are you saying Bruce? Which reminds me of the movies, Martha, you know, <laughs> it's that kind of thing. Uh, but yeah, so they're fighting. Barry says, you know, I need your help. I can save Bruce. I can bring Bruce back, which is why Thomas is like, this is why we have to do this. Okay. It's the only reason he's going to try to help this crazy guy out. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and then he, they have, what they have to do is they have to get Barry's lightning back, Barry's speed back. Okay. Yeah. And he's starting to lose his memories too. So they're trying to really fight against time here. So what they do, and it's nuts, is they put him in a electric chair on top of Wayne Manor with a lightning rod to get him struck by lightning and the same okay. chemicals he used. Okay. Okay. So they do it. He gets hit lightning and it doesn't work. So he's just like bleeding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He's so, dying. Yeah. Okay. So in wraps and everything like that and like half dead, he's like, bring me back up. Let me do it one more time. Let me try. And, uh, while they're setting him up, lightning strikes again. Mm -hmm. This time turning him to Flash. One thing that's really cool, though, this is one of those things where I'll make sure to show it in the panel. It knocks Batman off of Wayne Manor. He's about to land on spiky fence. And then, of course, Flash speed runs and gets yeah, him and saves okay. him in time. So, And what's cool is the whole time I'm saying this, remember, this is Thomas Wayne, not Barry Wayne. I'm yeah, going to yeah. to that a couple times. Okay. Uh, and then they go to find Cyborg. And they're like, okay, we need, we're going to join you. We're going to set this up. But it's our team, not your team. We're going to get the right people. Who we need now is Superman. Okay. And they're like... I've never heard of Superman. Nobody's heard of Superman. Okay. Uh, you remember the movie? Is he a hella scrawny and stuff? Or no? You ah, did see the movie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I freaking love that part. <laughs> okay, so Cyborg, Flash, and Batman, they sneak into a government facility where they mm -hmm. find out that there was a rocket that like crashed into Metropolis and killed 35,000 people. Uh -huh. The government took the body, so instead of crashing in uh, Kansas where it did before, yeah. they took the body and they, they've been hiding him in the testing facility where they're trying to create super soldiers mm -hmm. uh, and they have not let him touch the sun. So he's always stayed the scrawny little guy that's yeah. like in chains essentially. And um, yeah, so he's, he's kind of stuck in there, okay? 
They go, they save him, they're running their way back. Uh, and as soon as they get outside, I really like this. He's like in wonderment of the sun when mm-hmm. Superman sees it. He turns around, just nukes some guy with his laser eyes because yeah. it's like involuntary. And then he just flies off. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, okay, bye. <laughs> uh, the rest of the guys are there and they're fighting off the, the US agents, which are all kind of a little bit more powerful because they've been tested on with the Superman stuff. Mm-hmm. And all their badges have like Superman logo on there because it's like now the, a division of the military. Okay. Is Superman, and uh, and then Elemental Woman comes in and she helps save them and they are able to escape. In the background during this whole thing, this is one of those moments I wanted to make sure to bring up about the background stuff. Uh, the U.S. decide to intervene. Cyborgs attempts they they trusted Cyborg to get the group together didn't work out. Mm-hmm. So now they're going to send in bombers and try to bomb the two militaries that are fighting against each other and settle this thing. Okay. One of their fighter pilots is Hal Jordan. Yeah. And one of my favorite panels is Hal Jordan's getting into the, his his plane up there. He's one of the best. And he's like, oh, we've got these new new bombs. They're called the Green Arrows. This is from Queen Industry. Ooh. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> That's too cool. <laughs> so Hal Jordan's, you know, he's, he's one of these fighters that are going to go over there. And uh, we'll break down all the characters and how they're different at the end. But it's pretty neat. Okay. And then I'll, I'll kind of fast forward a little bit. When they're over there. And when they're flying over there, they end up getting all taken out by invisible planes, okay. which is the Amazonians okay. and Wonder Woman. So, uh, including Hal Jordan. Hal Jordan is the one confirmed casualty. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It sucks. Uh, the other Green Lantern is still around, though. He's actually part of the team, too. So, the Green Lantern that gave Hal his ring. I'm actually wearing a Green Lantern shirt. Are you? my sweater. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the Green Lantern that gave Green Lantern his ring, that one's still mm. alive. Okay. He's, he's trying to help out. Okay. Okay. To hold off Flash from losing his memories, Batman uh, takes uh, Flash to the Shazam family, which is right now the Captain Thunder. It's not Shazam, it's Captain Thunder. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> uh, and then Billy helps him out. And then while they're helping him, they find out that the U.S. fighters are, are down. Is Billy the same type of person? They actually are pretty close okay. to the same. Yeah, okay. they really are. It's it's the whole, it's the it's the Marvel family. You know, it's the Shazam family. So all the okay. kids are, are part of it. Okay. Uh, and then so Cyborg, see, so they see that this happens. Cyborg sees through satellites that Atlantis is setting a huge tidal wave to try to take out the UK and wipe it off the map. Uh, Flash decides he needs to help these people no matter what. So he's his whole thing, like Batman's saying, like, just change history, we're fine. You don't have to worry about us. Change yeah. history. And Flash is like, no, these people are still dying while we're doing this. If I fail, it's still going to be a planet full of dead people, you know? And so after some convincing, Batman joins. And uh, that was the linchpin. Once they got Batman to join, then they can get everybody else to join, right? Sure. So now we're at the, the, the big fight, okay? This is all in UK where the two armies are colliding. Flash and crew jump into the fight as Aquaman and Woman are, uh, Wonder Woman are head-on fighting one-on-one. Uh, this is the point where we learn why they're at war. So in this storyline, Aquaman and Wonder Woman were sleeping together and cheating on his wife, Mira. Okay? And okay. Uh, Mira caught them in the act. Yeah. Wonder Woman killed Mira, deheading yeah. her, taking her head off. And uh, then, of course, that's why Aquaman's at war with her. And he wear she wears her helmet as a warning to all other Atlanteans to not fuck with them. Okay, so I whole, remember this. Yeah, but then it's like, why are you mad when you were cheating on her anyway? Yeah, but yeah. it's this whole thing where, and she's trying to say in the comic book they make it pretty clear because she says you were never really in love with me. You were just sleeping with me. You were in love with Mira. It's the reason yeah. you're at war with me. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and I love the fact that this is why that Wonder Woman DLC is cool is because she has Atlantean armor on the whole time, which is Mira's mm-hmm. armor. Yeah, so it's pretty cool. Oh, damn. Yeah, Mira's hot dude. <laughs> uh, and then so everybody's fighting and stuff like that and then Enchantress and the other ones they all showed up so all the people that were like you know oh we don't know if we'll join or whatever they join up 
And now this is something different from the movie. Enchantress ends up turning on them. Mm. She joins Wonder Woman's team and starts killing people. So she's a problem now. She's very powerful, of course. Yeah. Uh, all this is going down, and it looks like a mess. And then all of a sudden, Reverse Flash shows up. Which mm. this whole time, Barry's blaming Reverse Flash for this. Which, you know, Eobard Thawne, one of my favorite villains. Uh, and Eobard reveals that he's not the villain in this one. That the Flash is himself. Barry went back in time while he was, he was at his mom's grave. This is before Flashpoint. This part happens. He's at his mom's grave and he's frustrated that, you know, he just, he knows he can do this. So he runs back in time and he saves his mom from being killed by Eobard Thawne. This is after he finds out that Reverse Flash killed his mom. And in doing that, shatters time. And that's why this new world exists. Because he went back and saved his mom. So okay. Eobard's telling him, like, you're the one that did this. And when you did this... I, this happened to me every time. I, I get off the notes. I'm too excited. Mm. When he did this, Reverse Flash was in the middle of going through time. So now he's no longer bound by the timeline. The reason that Eobard has never killed the Flash up to this point is because in the 25th century, Eobard Thawne is inspired by the hero, the Flash, and learns how to become like him. And so he, he yeah. can't kill the Flash because then he would never have the, you know, the speed force to be able to use because you know, Flash built up the speed yeah. force. And he wouldn't be able to be inspired by Flash. So he needed him to be there. So how did... <clears throat> go backwards a little bit. How did yeah. he say uh, Barry killed his mom? So Eobard Thawne goes back in time to kill Barry's mom. Because he, yes. after after Flash is born. Yeah. Because he, he, you know, he that's what he does, right? He needs Flash yeah. to try to, to become Flash. Okay, okay. So okay. he does that. Because okay. Eobard Thawne needs Flash to be Flash. Yeah. And that's why he can't kill Flash because then Eobar doesn't exist. Yeah. Okay. It's a real tricky situation. That's And I love it. It kind of reminds me of Joker in a way mm. where Joker doesn't want to kill Batman because what else would he do? He'd be bored. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same thing. Eobard can't kill Flash because then he wouldn't be around. So okay. now that he all the timeline has changed while Eobard was in the middle of basically time traveling, he's free of it. He's not part of the timeline anymore. So he can kill okay. Flash and be fine. So that's what he's going to do. So he's about to kill Flash, <laughs> right? He's like over him. He's like, Boom, a sword comes through him and it's Batman. Batman stabs Reverse Flash in the back all the oh, way through man. and kills with a sword. Eobard Thawne oh with a sword, goodness. one of the Amazonian swords too. Oh, shit. Which shows hardcore, because Thomas Wayne this whole time is like, he's just a little extra hardcore. And this was just like, yeah. I don't know if Bruce Wayne would have done this. For sure, Thomas Wayne yeah. would do this. So it was pretty cool. Uh, and then we have, so the Reverse Flash is gone. We found out that it's Flash's fault. This whole thing happened. And uh, Enchantress... She's in the back just making a mess. Yeah. She's hurting people. She ends up hitting Batman, knocking him out. Uh, he's basically going to be dying now. And he's just she's just wiping everybody out. Uh, and it looks like all hope is lost until Superman is back. Oh, shit. Yeah, I'm trying to bring in the hype on this. <laughs> Superman comes down. I felt down. it. I felt it. One thing that's cool is Superman, he's, he hasn't lived a life of like restraint or anything like that. So when he comes down, he literally comes down on, on Enchantress and just shatters her into pieces. Mm. So he's just like, raw power. <laughs> <laughs> and so then he's in the fight. He starts beating up Aquaman and Wonder Woman. And he's just like, doesn't know how to control himself. So yeah. he's just beating the hell out of him. Aquaman seeing that okay that I can't win this he decides oh, fine I'll just destroy the planet and he starts he starts crippling or tearing UK up from below right okay. he's destroying the UK and uh, let me see if I can even find that in my notes <laughs> there we go okay so suddenly the ground is is uh, erupting and stuff like that and Batman's dying so Barry goes over to Thomas and says you know you know what can I do and stuff like that Thomas hands him a note and says take this note give it to my son and just run. And so then, okay, Barry's like, I don't understand. He's like, just run. That's what you do. You just run. So Barry runs. First thing he does, he goes sees his mom. And he says, this is what happened. I saved you. I killed millions. 
what do I do? And his mom's like, you got to go save the millions. So then he decides, oh, okay. Hold on. And then how did he kill, how did he kill millions again? Because I know you were because, saying no matter what he did, millions would die. Because uh, Atlantis is killing uh, Europe. Okay. So if you didn't mess with the timeline, yeah, the Western Europe would have been fine. UK okay. would be fine. But then, okay. But then, okay. You said no matter what, he would have been killing millions, right? If it, when he changed time, he did. Otherwise, okay. Atlantis is fine, and okay. you know, okay. as okay. much as they are, anyways. Okay. But yeah, you know what I'm saying. Okay. Uh, okay, so he talks to her. He kind of gets that last bit of goodbye with his mom, and you know, this is the last time he'll ever see his mom. Mm-hmm. This is his one chance. After that, he runs back in time, and mm-hmm. he's running to stop himself from changing time, and he does that. He stops himself from saving his mom's life so she can continue to die. How did he stop himself? By knocking him off the treadmill. There's this, okay. the treadmill that okay. he needs to... So he ends up hitting him and getting him out of there. Uh, there is something in this. It's basically a two-page spread. Uh, and I'll, I'll try to put up the visual so you guys can see it. This is an insanely important time because there's a hooded figure that's telling him there were three timelines and now there are one. And, and it shows images of like Superman from... It's pretty cool. It shows basically three different versions of, of a lot of different characters that we all know. Okay. And now there's only going to be one version of them, okay. uh, which is the New 52. Okay. So that's what this is. So he gets back. He wakes up at his desk. He has super speed and everything's fine. He goes to see Bruce Wayne, who is Batman. And yeah. he hands him the letter. When he hands the letter and Bruce reads the first line that is from his dad, he collapses. And Barry picks him up. And and then he's got tears in his eyes. He's crying. And uh, Bruce Wayne tells him, uh, well, you're a hell of a messenger. And he says, you're welcome. You know, And uh, that's it. That's how it wraps up. What did the note say, though? We don't know what the note says. Oh, shit. There is a narrator to the story we see a little tidbits of, and it looks like it is in handwritten uh, on yellow legal paper. And that is what is handed to him. So it could be that, um, that he was basically explaining Flashpoint and stuff like that. But it was enough to make Batman cry, which is pretty crazy. Mm. And then in the in the movie version, I want to say, we see that he puts the note like in a glass frame, I think. I think in the animated version. I made sure not to watch it because I did with Watchmen. I read the comic and then I was like, I was all about Watchmen. So I watched the movie, stuff like that. And then when I'm talking about the comic book, I'm sitting there like, was that the movie? Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. So I was like, I don't want to watch the movie. Yeah. I've seen it a couple years ago, yeah. but I don't want to watch it again and mess things up. But that's okay. the story. what do you think of the story of, of I mean, Flashpoint? Uh, well, now that I kind of remember some of it. Yeah, it helps. <laughs> no, it's really good because I do like all these alternate universes and that's what DC does a lot. And well, I guess w- WB or Nether Realms helps out too with their video games. It's a lot yeah. of, back and forth and i at first i didn't care for it um it was just like we got it okay you're doing it again you're doing it again but this is probably the best time one of the best stories of going different time traveling yes and what's neat is, is at this time when the comic book came out in 2011 they they used to do these else worlds right that mm-hmm. used to be a big part of dc and after crisis they kind of cleaned things up and stuff like that and then they they were doing else worlds stuff but they, they kind of stopped and at this point they didn't really do any of those and then flashpoint came out and showed us a new version of everybody, which is what Elseworld comics were. Mm-hmm. And it revitalized that interest in it. It shows different things. Yeah. So it kind of brought in the idea of like changing up our hero. What does that do? So it actually kind of re-brought off those one-offs. So we see those now all the time and they're yeah. commonplace now. That's yeah. because Flashpoint was so successful okay. because they stopped doing them yeah. and Flashpoint brought it back. Uh, some other things that Flashpoint did is it restarted all of DC. So, Again, uh, yeah. after Crisis in the 80s, it was all One Earth, essentially. Uh-huh. Uh, and then they were like, look, we need to clean things up. And they did Flashpoint, which led into the New 52, yeah. 
which eventually becomes Rebirth. Yep. So currently, the current DC Comics, if you go read DC Comics right now, it's in this continuity. It's after Flash did this. And okay. I know there's a whole Doomsday Watchmen. So Watch what about Man. 52, though? New 52 is from this. Okay, okay. All right, got it. Yeah. Got it. And then there's a thing called Convergence, and then there's a thing called... Uh, and then there's Rebirth. And then there's, you know, and now there's Doomsday Clock. All okay. those feed into it, which we'll eventually cover all those two. This is the first one you have to cover, though. Okay. Okay. Uh, and then, uh, again, yeah, brought back Elseworlds. Let's see what else is there. Oh, it made Flash one of the most powerful DC characters. Yeah. Because... He his he has a unique ability of being able to change the multiverse without being affected by it. You know that's what this did to him. When he came back, he had the memories of the past world, without because when he was in the old when he was in the new world, he kept forgetting about his normal world. Mm-hmm. And then when he came back to the normal world, he still remembered vividly everything he had with his mom. Yeah. So he remembered his mom coming to his 16th birthday. He remembered his mom, you know, welcoming him at his graduation yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Things that he wouldn't have gotten before. Okay. Batman tells him, Bruce tells him, like, well, that's a gift from the multiverse. Mm. That was for your sacrifice mm. uh but you know it's just something that was kind of cool that makes yeah. him insanely powerful that means he can change yeah. the multiverse and remember it that makes him very powerful yeah uh but yeah so let's go over the characters real quick so flash of course we saw him go back reverse flash pretty batman was thomas wayne that was unique he was much more hardcore he has a red red bat on his yeah. thing and he has yeah. red, eyes red eyes and a red utility belt Cyborg's different because he's now almost like a military agent. It reminds me so much of how War Machine's different than Iron Man because he's bulkier. He has like more metal on him. And I really like this comic to show off Cyborg's leadership roles Mm -hmm. because you saw him. He was our last hope, really. If if Batman didn't join the team, he was our last hope. So if you're a Cyborg fan, there's no better story. If you're a Batman fan, I think this is one of the best two. Okay. Uh, Wonder Woman, we got to see what it's like when she's on full-on war. Yeah, uh, She does wear uh, uh, Atlantean armor the whole time, and she was in love with, with Aquaman the whole time. Mm-hmm. Aquaman, of course, we see him in full war and working with his brother, which that's not always a, the case. Yeah, yeah. But he was fully the leader, co-leader at least, of Atlantis at this time. So that was something that's unique. Uh, Green Lantern wasn't Green Lantern. Hal Jordan was just a pilot, and uh, he was yeah. an experimental pilot. And same old thing. Joker is Martha Wayne. That was unique in the fact that, you know, it's it's freaking awesome. You yeah. guys go check that out. And then Superman, Unseen the Sun. Or it was Unseen by the Sun, yeah. so he was weak and frail. Uh was pretty neat. This is a big story. This is this is what makes DC that we know today. Mm-hmm. Jeff John's career was off of this in JSA. I mean, it's it's pretty huge. Yeah. Uh it's a pretty good storyline. So uh I have the where do I have the book at? Oh here. This is the one we used for our report. You guys check that out. Uh, this is the reprint, the miniseries. And again, there are a bunch of one-offs. They're all amazing. But this is the one right here. It's kind of gives you the whole story. It's got some awesome visuals that you guys have already seen. This is right here, the second time you get struck by lightning. Yeah. That's pretty yeah. cool. Um, but yeah, so we'll have all those on the YouTube channel. We hope you guys enjoy those. Uh, anything else you want to get out there by Flashpoint? No, no. no. Okay. Like, um, oh, actually, okay. So Blackest, Blackest Night. Yeah, also Jeff Johns. Is uh, affected because of Flashpoint. I think Black Knight came out before, before. Flashpoint. Okay. I'm not positive. Okay. Uh, you know, I'm not sure. I'm trying to think of anything. Okay. Flashpoint, 52, Rebirth. Anything before that is not effective anymore? Not in continuity. Okay. Okay. There, well, okay. Part of Rebirth is bringing back some of that stuff. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it is. I'm sorry. I, I misspoke on that. Yeah. It is still there. Um, It just depends. Some things come back. Some things don't. Okay. Yeah. So it's kind of a tricky got it, one. Got it. Okay. 
trying to get placement. Because I was reading a lot of the... Uh, actually, I was reading a lot at first, and I was like, this is too much for me. So then I broke it down to... I think I was reading just Wonder Woman and Green Lantern. Mm-hmm. And then I like kind of just lost track in life. So yeah. I needed to pick it back up. If you were to start brand new, say you're like, I want to get into DC, I want to be all DC and stuff like that. DC themselves tell you to start with Flashpoint. They say that Flashpoint's when they're restarting yeah. everything. And even... So Flashpoint, New 52's, I think there's some really good ones there. There was some characters they definitely messed up, but yeah. I think there's some really good stuff there. Uh, and then, you know, you have Convergence and then you have Rebirth. Rebirth is really a good place to start because you got a bunch of number ones yeah. and they do a good job. But even in Rebirth, they're refer- referencing things all the time. True. And one of my favorite Rebirth comics is Flash. And of yeah. course, Flash sees Wally West who was yeah. missing after the New 52 stuff. Yeah. So there's a whole thing in there. I did read that. I had yeah. the first trade of that. Yeah. Um, but don't you think that's going too far back? Shouldn't like someone just kind of get the gifs of flashpoint and then kind of go from a rebirth i would i would say yeah i would say if yeah. you're if you're yeah if you wanted to go hardcore then you can read all those but yeah if you're to read just flashpoint read convergence which we'll do i'll do next at some point i know mm-hmm. whatever people go mm-hmm. i'll do convergence next probably then i'll do i'll probably do rebirth with it and that way your guys are caught up right there okay. you're 100 percent. okay and convergence kind of looks back a lot you know and then rebirth is rebirth it's a whole yeah. new thing and then yeah. doomsday you got a doomsday clock as well okay so that you kind of catch why all this was really was happening, because for the most part you think it's Flash thinks I don't want to do, I don't want to get too much into it. Yeah. This is going to be future future <laughs> comic book clubs. Flash isn't the one that really messed things up. Essentially, is there's somebody else? Okay, <laughs> more <laughs> powerful. <laughs> but yeah, keep up on our comic book clubs, guys. Dark Siege from the first one was good. What's that? Dark Siege. Dark Siege. Dark Side. No, no, no. Dark it's uh, Doctor Manhattan. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah was the more, other a lot more powerful. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, so that's Flashpoint, guys. Check it out. I think Squeaks is going to be our next combo club. Yep. I am going to do... I should do... do Darkest, Blackest Night? Blackest Night. Or should I go newer? I'll do Blackest Night. Well, we have me. a list of like the big... Okay. Of the list, it's always something that's like either going to be a movie. Like we know this one is in there. That's the main okay. thing is I want to make sure we, we do ones that we know are going to be movies or so did, affect the then, future of comics. Okay, so then Future Green Lantern. Did you hear something about Blackest Night being the uh, next... Green Lantern movie. If they if they were to do like so if they were to do a black if they were to do a Green Lantern TV series which is being hinted at, uh, yeah. with John Diggle from Arrowverse he might be the new Green Lantern. That's a whole other thing. Very rumor phase, so I'm not leaning yeah, in on that. It's all rumors. <laughs> I hope it is because he's amazing. Oh, but anyways, uh, if they do that, they'll use Blackest Night. There's no way they okay. won't. Yeah, okay. I'll do Blackest Night then. Okay, so yeah. we got expecting yeah. like two months the next combo club. You think that's nice. probably fast enough? Um. Well, what is it like one big trade what is blackest night right now for that one it is it's gonna be okay. it's gonna be similar to this this was yeah. probably two hours of reading because it's so much it's the same thing it's jeff johns yeah. it's all action you know what yeah. i'm saying they don't like big reveals happen on one panel and yeah. then you just keep going fast yeah. so it, it really is a fast read yeah. you guys check it out give me, give me a month okay I'll do that. two we'll do two months okay <laughs> two months two months is the next comic book club blackest night jeff johns green lantern that's a good one all yeah. right all right guys that's it for us you got your news you got everything Uh, We'll see you all next week. Bye. Thank you for joining us on the Geek Freaks Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Geek Freaks Pod. We're also on Facebook, Instagram. You can email us. We have our Patreon and a store. All those links are in the description. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you guys next week.